just good night. No, I'm just kidding. If you know who that is from the content creator, I love her intro. What's up, my? Um, but um, yeah, I just wanted to come on here. This this podcast um is just kind of to give you an idea of how my mind works. I think and and um. Part of the reason I feel like sometimes my messages can be dis- disjointed is because I do bite my tongue and I am hypercritical, I think. Um, and I think some of it is learned. So it's easy for me to kind of go along until I think it's it's kind of like a, explains what happens with the last movements and why I've actually had to just, I think, disassociate from some of the content creators I used to to rock with because it's like I feel like we're we're good until until we're not good right um but I'm pretty sure I'm gonna put in the title I wanted to talk about the punching up punching down analogy um no right or wrong but just from my when I when I look at arguments for stuff or like even the next movement it has to make sense to me from all from all angles so um and then i also wanted to talk about the sierra dress thing so let's get into it so um what what will happen is it it takes a while for me to um i think buy in and it takes a while for me to to tap out um but when i tap out it's because i have mauled everything out you know I have really squeezed it and try to give the benefit of the doubt, right? So, um, so one of, one of the, the content creators that I'm, I'm kind of just, if you know, you know, I, I, I'm processing the things that are being said and I feel like in some senses I'm a dinosaur. So I know I'm kind of like the last... I remember reading the book Glass of the Mohican. Um and that story was interesting to me too because my dad is um more Indian like uh but um it kind of feels like some of the things I'm saying are not that popular. I think part of it too could be because some of the content creators where I'm having a disconnect on how they view things like sisterhood, um, it it has to do with the uh, age gap, okay? So I know that I'm a last of a dying breed type of a thing, so I have to be comfortable with me being, you know, very few of other people thinking like me and also that school of thought becoming extinct. So one of the the, the phrases that they said was... um, Black women are punching down, right? And um, we punch down to our children because if it's like a hierarchy, it's like white men punch down to their women, white women punch down to black men, black men punch down to white women, I mean, uh, black women. And because women are kind of at the totem bottom of the totem pole, we will punch down to our kids. Okay, fine. Like I said, I can I can walk with you, but I want to, I'm like thinking of it from different angles. So, 
when you start to say black women ain't shit, fuck black magic, you know, fuck black excellence, it's like, are you punching in your weight range? You know, because even if you look at how some of us, um, you know, on occasion, it's not, I'm not, not the biggest, like, um, anti-white supremacist person. I, I'm not for white supremacy. I'm very aware of their role and how it's affected my life and other people. I think that there's more people that are more staunch about it, um, I think if you're black and you're not anti-white supremacist, then you end up kind of being like Kanye and and um, some of the other uh, Larry Elder. Um, all, all those other types of people. So. So at least with women, black women. Pointing out what other white women are doing, I feel like. Is there going to be some type of credit for punching up? You know, and and so then what would be the alternative? Would it be punching in your own weight, weight range, would be, which would be punching other black women? Or would it be punching at black men? Because now you're talking about like mano a mano. I can have discourse with other women. I feel like I would be low-key out of my lane punching up to to men. So I don't know. I, I, uh, if, if I didn't say it at the beginning, I'm going to say it now, this is not, I don't have all the answers when I think when you're analytical, the way that I am, you're going to have more questions, I think than answers, but that's kind of what I'm having a, uh, a, a thought process is because especially I think the phrases that stick out to me, um, are illustrative and or when you paint a picture. So again, like when I start to look at it from all different perspectives, it's kind of like, okay, if we're going to use that analogy, uh, are we supposed to not punch? <laughs> you know, so so then now if if black women are not supposed to be punching, which I agree, you're not supposed to punch down to children. Absolutely. Obviously, I feel some kind of way about punching in my weight range, which would be other black women. Some people, and again, I feel like uh, from even the past maybe week or so from what I've been hearing, not the most popular opinion. Um, do you punch up? At which point would be white women or do you punch up to uh, uh, black men or do you punch up to white men, right? Or do you take the punching... And then just tap it out because uh, I, a lot of you, I mentioned like about a week and a half, a week ago, I was like, y'all, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. And I think, like I said, that whole sentiment of like, fuck black magic, like black girl magic just took me out. I'm not. Mm-mm. Um, so that put me in a position to now where I'm not punching at all. Like, I'm just taking punches from everything down. So, but then, but then, oh, no, no. You know, we have acknowledged that there's some punching going on, but you can't claim to be the victim. Oh, my God. 
we have acknowledged that white men are punching down, white women are punching down, black men are punching down, black women are punching each other, but don't start to say, oh, I'm being punched from this side. I'm be-. Okay, so now you can't be the victim. Now, God forbid you start to say, I'm getting punched. I'm getting smoke from all sides. Okay? So, you you just really cannot win, I think, where, where you are at the bottom down here. Because it's like, if you punch, yes, I am going to agree. Absolutely punching down to the children is, is no bueno. Um, at least if you're punching me, you know, in my weight lane and it's black woman to black woman, listen, I can knuckle up. I'm going to give you, you know, some jujitsu, you know, good, you know, type of, um, punches or stuff or some kickboxing stuff might be able to at least, at least we're on an equal playing range where it's kind of like, we can compare cards and be like, okay, at least black woman to black woman, you know, maybe our socioeconomic stances might be different, where we grew up might be different, our level of education might be different, at which point we can agree to disagree. You go to your lane, I go to my lane, well, go to my corner, you go to your corner, fine. Punching up, I feel like, what, what, what would be the problem with punching up? Because then now the the argument would be, well, you're not supposed to be punching, which means that you're going to allow punching down, but not, not defend yourself. Like you, you can't defend yourself and then you can't. And then if you do, you're being a victim. Like, um, I don't know. So that's just my thought process right now. It just, it, it's not. Mm. And then the other thing that was so interesting, and I said this before too, I, I said one line in one of my other podcasts, my whole thing with the Ciara thing, I don't have a problem with it, y'all. I really don't. I think, and what was so funny, I think like back in the days when I used to be a Christian, I would have been like clutching my pearls. And so immediately what the thought that came to mind, and I literally said one sentence from one of the last podcasts, cause I was just going through a bunch of different things, um, I might re-upload a podcast where I was talking about community, but I'm probably going to do a, a like a one or two minute preface at the beginning, kind of breaking down where there's some things I no longer agree with the content creator type of thing. But for the most part, there was some important things I talked about in there um, from like 12 different angles, right? But um, um, one of the things I said about the Sierra dress is the only person, and, and again, I had seen titles, but I hadn't really looked to see what the whole hoopla was about. But I said, the only reason I could see that someone would have a problem with this is if you're Christian. Okay. So finally got around to listening to some of the arguments that were out there. And I'll, I'll be honest, I, this is how my mind works. And maybe I don't know to what degree do I keep suppressing. I know that I think this way. Um, I think that I've reached the point where it's kind of like I accept myself and how I think. Um, and I think I'm at a space where I understand where not everybody's going to agree with me. Because obviously, I don't agree with some of the, the stances that content creators are are talking about stuff. So... 
one of the things that bothered me with how they addressed it was um I now I'm looking to see well what are you building your your argument on so sure enough it was things like well would you wear that to church um yeah I'm not a Christian so that's not and and when you start to understand I think um cuz maybe let me let me try to um move forward a little bit and then you're kind of kind of understand why I feel like it's Christians that are going to have problem with this because um she then proceeded to play two male black two black men perspective right so I was thinking it was going to be a little bit more well-rounded out to where if you're going to play men then I would like to hear from other women you know um what they thought about it but that person was choosing to identify with two black men on Sierra and one of them it's kind of like okay it has to apply from all from all um angles because if you're going to say um she's not being classy those two men in the um in the in the clips that that you're using to bolster your argument they're not classy men one of them was looking like a complete utter clown y'all I, I i went back and i looked at it and i'm thinking okay what what is the source because even like to me when i think about the people that i gravitate towards i'm taking into account different things like um vernacular education professionalism love a good sense of humor um depth of um or area of expertise right and 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 that type of thing so if you if you're going to say this is not classy then i need you to give examples from classy individuals that one of them had like these $12 amazon and I'm saying that because I bought some for when I went to the um when I was out at a pool I got some UV but they're like really metallic they're like $12 metallic UV protection thing but they're kind of childish or cheap right so he had these big oversized frames they look like they were ladies lenses the guy didn't look like he was groomed the way he was talking was not articulate nothing classy now I kind of feel like if it was um entertainment today or um i remember when wendy williams used to have her show her talk show she would have these um i really really enjoyed those but she would have different um people come in and talk about the fashion oh my gosh and i i i am girly but i'm not like the most outgoing like in terms of that type of apparel right although i am kind of getting ready to go to a um Easter event, but this is like with hoity-toity people, and then also I got invited to a derby, like a horse derby. So I'm like, oh my god! But they're like, um, one of the the girls was telling me she, uh, she went, and it's like she was describing how this one girl was in an all white Hermes, like custom tailored. Oh, it was the way that she described it. So it's like, n- kind of pay attention or have a pulse, you know, to what looks good, what's good for the occasion, and that type of thing. So 
I see all that to say. I remember I enjoyed watching Wendy Williams. She would have different people who just studied fashion. You know, what is the color? What are the colors that they were? What was the theme? And then another thing too, and another person did call her out on this too. But again, it's one of those things where this, I want to say this because I know at some point I will play this back or I might get pushback. I want to pay attention to to how I get pushback because if you have something analytical to tell me where where my argument doesn't hold up a you know a glass of water, then I want to be able to fine tune it, refine it, or push past it and and agree or something right um I might not always agree I might just come up with a better example or like I said, fill in the holes but if you say um so these oh so one of the the people called her out because she kept saying well I don't know what the theme is I don't know what the theme was well come to find out there was other women who had the same see-through element in their dresses um so she wasn't the only one and I'm pretty sure when it comes to those fashion things you better believe those um those stylists kind of shared thoughts within each other and all of the designers have a theme that they have like um I already mentioned one of my acquaintance friends she's a model so now with that and I used to like to look at you know fashion runway stuff and um and so they already have stuff for fall of 2023 um already came out the spring line came out earlier this year spring and summer, you know what I'm saying? So they they always have an idea of the color scheme and the palettes and that type of thing that they want to use. And um it's one of those things like if if they and and she, I will give her this. She did say I don't know what the theme was, so it's possible, you know, but it's kind of like uh. So I will give her that because sometimes I will come on here and I'll say like, "Oh, I don't know too much about Black China, but the little bit that I do know, which is this, this, and this, is part of the reasons I'm rooting for her. I understand that she had a you know difficult childhood and whatnot, but based on her decisions now, I am pro for her progress, right? So to me, it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna say, okay, it needs to be classy, why would you use two clowns? And then the thing is it's kind of like um here was the other thing too. She said, "Oh, uh, um a guy told me that um you know black women are going to come for you." But here's the funny thing, right? So if that men stick together, I feel like women are more willing to align with what men think. So I'm not even going to go back and play it, but one of the guys even the way he was talking was just kind of like Oh, um, it's very, very patriarchal. If you listen to what what he said, um, he titles it, Sierra should be ashamed of herself. Okay. And, um, I, another, con- another, uh, music person came up, but I'm not even going to mention that because I, I... Um, but she should be ashamed of herself. Um, Russ needs to check her. Russ shouldn't allow her to come out like that. Um, and 
the sentiment between both of the men is kind of like that is his property that she shouldn't be coming out there he needs to check her he needs to um put her in her place he needs to you know and and like I said, I really do think, like, I remember, y'all, when I used to go to church, like, even as an adult, um, when I had my own, bought my first house and everything. So, at this point, I'm not no longer under my parents' purview to get up and go to, to church and make it to Sabbath school on time for 9.30. As a grown woman, I was up, self-disciplined, one, many times, some of the, one of the first people there, but I would go to church. I would wear very little makeup and um, even with me wearing very little makeup, though, the oh, I used to get like the weirdest kind of um, pushback sometimes from other black women. But what happened, it, it was just like they thought that I was trying to attract their man. And I'm like, girl, I'm not even that type of girl. Trust and believe. So I would just move around like it was, it's kind of awkward, but you kind of have to, and I knew this from age of 14, like, I think 14 is when I started to notice, you know, at church that a lot of men were stepping out on their wives, and you would hear about, you know, like, the divorces from my classmates and stuff like that, and how some of the things happened, the, you know, my mom kept me sheltered from a lot of it, but it doesn't take a lot for you to see, so I remember at the age of 14, I remember thinking, like, okay, um, when it's, you know how they would have the, the meetings, like where you have to greet everybody? I would learn how to just, you know, greet the, the women or my friends and stay in a circle. And I would learn what type of body language to, to just like, if it's a guy, usually, and, and some of the older men would take advantage of this because they would want to come in and hug you and like kiss on you and stuff. And so you had to learn to kind of like keep your distance or just kind of be like, oh, I can't come past the pew. Hi, though. Peace fingers. Like keep your distance, you know, type of a thing. And so even as an adult, I remember I would wear and I have long legs, you know, that this has been the the funny thing. Like now I do wear, you know, dresses that other people wear, but they are going to fit me shorter because I am tall. But um but I have long limbs, but um, back then I remember I would spend like quite a bit substantial more time going through shopping to make sure that it was long enough to go to my knees. And then on top of that, I would have a shawl, y'all. Yes, Musings of a Divine Feminine would have a shawl to cover her knees, you know, when, when she would, you know, be sitting there and, and my huge Bible and everything like that and highlighted with little sticker tabs and everything and it was just wild but but um I just found it weird that those two guys were kind of instituting you know pushing for her to be treated like she didn't have a mind of her own and then it was kind of weird because that person was matching the sentiment of um getting permission from her husband and as if she didn't have a mind of her own. I also feel this. I feel that, um, is it possible that they had conversation? Yeah. But at the same time, she, she is a celebrity. So, you know, uh, and, and a musician. So I feel like 
yes, he's an NFL person and she, he has his persona and she has a persona. Some people like to say they have a persona as a couple. Um, you know, um, and I think that it's so interesting too, because when you look at, I'm going to type in like the Oscars and stuff like that, um, dresses, it does kind of feel like that selective, um, pushback. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say too, Ooh, these are some pretty dresses. Oh my gosh. Wow. But um is men tend to stay more on code because I found it strange that a guy is going to be like, "Oh, you know black women are going to disagree with you, right?" And it's like if he if there's something going on in the men's world, if if I don't hear men um disagreeing and actually one of the other content creators I was listening to this was earlier in the day and it has nothing to do with the other one but it proves my point that she played a clip about how this um woman um said that she had her 10 best male friends like she trusted these people she liked to have thought that they were upstanding great morals you know that they valued her as a as a woman so she went out for her birthday to a bar and um, I I kind of forget some of the, the storyline, but at some point she made the quote unquote joke that, oh, um, because they were at the bar, some something on the news came up about somebody being indicted for um, for sexually assaulting a woman. And and one of the guys said something along the lines of like, well, she dressed a certain way and that's why she deserved it. So she said, well, now that that he's in trouble for that, maybe less of you guys are going to use, you know, the way that a woman is dressed as an excuse to, to grape her or type of thing. And so one of the guys got really belligerent with her and he started calling her like SLUTs and stuff. And so she said it went on for a few minutes and none of the none of her 10 quote unquote male friends that she went with stood up to her defense so then he started to get even more aggressive and they told him to calm down but they didn't tell him that they didn't agree when they saw that she started to cry they told the guy one of them said look i agree with you but let's not talk about it here and she talks about how it was crushing for her to realize that the silence of all these men was complicit, right? That they were being complicit in uh, upholding this standard that based on how you dress, you they can just um, take advantage of you and violate you. And that's why I'm so, I think part of what the, one of the things I might've said also too is I'm so careful, especially as a woman, to try to explain what provocative is because I understand that that's not how men think, right? Men, there's whole entire religions and whole regions of the world where you can't show your hair, you can't show your collarbones, you can't show your ankles because they'll get so turned on and feel justified in violating you, right? So 
I'm very careful about. There are there are so many cases that talk about how this woman had on um you could have on a turtleneck, you can wear sweats, right? You can wear frumpy clothes and they will still violate you. For the love of God, they violate senior citizen women in convalescent homes. They violate um corpses for the love of God like you know, so that's why I'm very careful with trying to have conversations about what promiscuous is because now you start to cross that line of like, well, if she dresses that way, then that means that I can violate her, you know, type of a thing. So I'm just careful with that. And like I said, I found it interesting that he he can check her and be like, oh, you better fight these other black women. But he's when it comes to bro code, I don't think there's going to be any time where she can reach out to him and be like, oh, you know, um, when it comes to sexual assault or, you know, promiscuity and stuff, like, what is your stance on this? He, you know, you can't switch the roles. You know what I'm saying? I hope that kind of makes sense. If I think of a better analogy, I will put it at the end of this podcast. But let me see. So it says, see every look here for 2023 Oscars red carpet. Night. Now the now this is on Vogue.com, just so you kind of have an idea of what I'm looking at. The first dress, I'm not too hot on it. It's different. But, you know, and sometimes, like, I remember one of the, the ones I, I came to fall in love with, I didn't understand, but um, Met Gala. And I think what, what made me fall in love with it was with Rihanna because I didn't understand the um, the themes and how they used it. And so I would be right in there just kind of being like, oh, my gosh, they dress terrible. And I remember I want to say it was on Wendy's show. She talked about um, one of the specialists came in and they were talking about how these looks go. They are uh, auctioned for fundraising and they are kind of like for art and they have different themes. And then that's when I started to understand so I would say one of my favorites to look at how they dress is the Met Gala. And it can be kind of hit or miss, but once you know the theme, it, it does make it a little bit more. So with that being said, I'm going to see if they mention it here in Vogue. So the first dress on the top is kind of like, it's not really my thing. I don't like it. Um, Ruby is here looking good. And so maybe a part of it too had to do with... um with the clear look because even Rihanna had is this am I looking at the right thing? Yeah, the Oscars. Um she had that sheer look um with with leather. And Riri stays pretty y'all. She's so pretty. Eh. Um this one is pretty too. This one is Michelle Yale and Dior Hot Couture. What was it? Uh Oh, okay. Rihanna was in Alaya. Okay. Yeah, I like this one too. Yeah, I almost wonder if there was a shared theme too, because if you look at Vogue.com on the 2023 Oscars red carpet, right off the top, like the first three, yeah. So not from the top, but the first one is Rihanna. She's in Cher. Second woman is in a white dress with a Cher on the top. It's a it's a beautiful dress. Number three has a share element to it also. Um, oh, that's Lady Gaga. <laughs> Y'all, when I talk about changing faces, I would have never. That don't even look like her. 
But this is a rather nice dress on her. I don't know that I like the bottom part. This reminds me of like when you go shopping for wedding dresses and like the top is nice, but the bottom, like the way it's cut to her hip, if you look at it, that it could have been a little bit higher or something. I actually don't like the bottom part. Like the bottom would be nice by itself if it was higher, but that cut where that is, and I think she's a short person, so mm. Now, this one I actually don't like. Just looking right off the top. Oh, sh there's 189. Y'all, this is why I need to do WordPress. So I can do a, um, a screen. You sh share the screen with you so you can see what I'm looking at. This look here by Kate Blanchett in Louis Vuitton. It's a hell no for me. Um, I don't like it. I'm just going to leave it at that. Now, this one. Who is this? Austin Butler in St. Laurent. Very nice tuxedo. I like his tussled here. You know, looks pretty groomed and whatnot. I like it. Oh, now this one, Nicole Kidman in Armani Prive. Yes, yes, and yes. I love that. And the sparkles fit nice with her too. I know that black can kind of wash out people in their color and stuff, but that the color play with the dark um, eyeliner, but a light lip. And the dark shoes and a little bit of sparkle on her wrist to match the dress is a go. Here's my thing. So Michael B. Jordan is on here, y'all. They didn't say what he's wearing. This is my thing with Michael B. Jordan. I haven't really had a chance to talk much about the commentary on him. Here's my thing, y'all. I think Michael B. Jordan has a smoking hot body. Like, his abs... I'm here for it. His um arms, his physique, I am here for it, okay? But his face, not so much, y'all. And I'm not even trying to be mean. I feel like, you know, I've heard other people say he's attractive. I will give them that. It, the type of face I like is kind of different. And um, I think if you were to line up all of my exes, they kind of have some similarity in their face. Michael B. Jordan is doesn't do anything for me. I stay dry. Like, if I could put a paper bag over him and just have him walk around like in boxer briefs, we, we're good. But um, that's my whole thing. Another thing I didn't like about with Michael B. Jordan was um, he was trying to shame one of his high school girls or something that was talking about she didn't think he looked... Or she thought he was dorky or geeky. Here's the thing. I still think he is dorky or geeky in his personality. Can he act? Yes. Um, well, I, I, I'm going I'm to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a little divine. I'm going to be a little divine. But um, remember a, a, about a month ago, I did a podcast where I was talking about how I think sometimes men really don't understand women at all because, and that should go without saying, but they make it seem like, oh, women didn't like me when I was young because I didn't blossom and I was geeky and skinny and didn't have, boy, women are like that too. I think of myself in that sense too. Back when I was young, I was, I was slim. I still remember like I had thick bushy eyebrows 
I was only collarbones. I've never had a big ass, you know, type of a thing. Had a little bit of a chest to work with, but not, you know, geeky, nerdy, very shy. And I really do feel like I've blossomed into a woman that I feel comfortable wearing my bikinis. You know, I understand how to do my hair, my makeup. I love dressing up. Have a little bit more confidence about myself so I have blossomed. And I think that that's just something we both go through. Are there boys and stuff that I went to school with that wouldn't have thought? And I've actually had, it was so cool. It was so fun. Um, This was like maybe three or four years ago. I remember we went to a funeral for a family friend. And coincidentally, they knew the 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 person that had passed away too. And it was two of my former classmates, and they were two white guys. And when I tell you, we sat down and we had the best conversations. And we were talking about everything we went through through life and, and how we went to the academy. And the, the whole Christian lifestyle stuff and what it was like to grow up in that setting. It's kind of like you could see that it's kind of like, oh, okay, we done good. You look good. You smell good. You look clean. You're doing good. You know, that kind of like, all right, and not in that direction. But back then, nobody was checking for nobody, right? So I, I just feel like it's one of those things, like just that fragile ego type of a thing, which reminds me, another one of my favorite content, content creators, which she will always be bae to me, like, I feel like there's there's some people that it's going to be very hard for them to kind of like cross me like I said change my life with with her content. So, but anyways, so Content Creator Bay, um she did a podcast coincidentally, not a podcast, a YouTube coincidentally today illustrating how this one guy has such a fragile ego that um there's actually studies that say that men after their second breakup, they start to have like mental problems. Like it, it messes them up. Two breakups, y'all. And so he talks about how he he now goes around giving advice, and he talks about how to um break a woman's ego, and it and and it's so sad, y'all. But this is basically that same pathology. Um, it's the same idea of like gamma males. They feel entitled to, um to to be attracted at all times, right? And they underestimate that women go through that blossoming phase too, right? So this next dress, I'm, I'll probably do a couple more. I'm not too hot on this one, like this one by Anna, Anna de Armes by Louis Vuitton. Eh, it's a pretty dress, but it doesn't look good on her. It like washes her out. Um, This, uh, ooh, yeah. Janelle Monet and Vera Wang. I really do like Vera Wang's stuff. Um, I love the color play. I've been more incorporating more color on myself too. And again, I think that this is a nice balance of black and breakup of black because I feel like I'm going to start wearing less black. I've been moving to navy blue. Get a lot of compliments. Navy blue um, as opposed to black. But yeah, that with the orange against her skin with a little splashes of silver in there is just, yes, I love it. Now this guy, Pedro Pascal in Zegna. Zegna? Zegna? Mm, it's not my favorite look. I like them with the tuxedo, like with the, um, in a tuxedo where they have the, the tie or like a bow tie. This one is a different, it's definitely a different style. This one is uh, Zegna. Eh. Would I put my man in this? Absolutely not. 
back in the days. But yeah, no, I wouldn't put like my dad in this or my brothers in this or my nephews in this. But yeah, no, I just but but I, I can acknowledge there's an element of style there. Ugh. Don't like it, though. Now, this dress right here, Kate Hudson, her dress, love, I love it. It looks good on her. I'm not good with the off-shoulder thing yet. It, I do have a couple of off-shoulder dresses, but I love how it actually flares down in, instead of going straight across, because if it goes straight across, it makes you look wider. So I actually love that, and with the playful straps on the top with like the boob cleavage stuff, I love her dress. It's so pretty. Now, this one, Jennifer Connelly, I like it. I don't like something about it. I think I don't like it. Like, I want to like it because of the clean lines, but no. No, like, I don't like it. Ooh, Salma Hayek, y'all, in Penalty in Gucci. Now, if this is Gucci Gucci, I'm not a fan of Gucci. You know what was so weird? And then I'm going to try to get off of here. But, um, because it's not fair that you guys can't see what I'm looking at. But, um, I, you know, even some of the things like I don't, eh, I'm going to punch up a little bit. All right. So if you're not here for the punching up, uh, discourse, then please log off. Have an amazing day. Via con Dios. Via con Diosa, right? Maybe like with the goddess. Everything. Anyways. I remember, um, I don't really, I've said this before, sometimes white people don't understand how privileged they are. Um, so yeah, there's a little bit of punching up and a little bit of victimhood in here. But one of the girls I was talking to, um, and again, same acquaintance friend, and she kind of competes with me because I have bought some designer pieces. And so then now she'll tell me when she's buying designer stuff, I'm like, girl, it's not, mm -mm. I, I like designer, but I'm not... I've had I've had an interesting relationship with it over the years. Um and who knows? Once maybe, listen, come back in 12 months when I'm like net worth over a million, okay? Then then the conversations might be slapping a little different, okay? But so she was like, "Girl, I found these like really nice um product glasses." And she was like describing the whole thing to me, and I'm like, I just let her have her moment to describe Prada, but I already did several podcasts on why I spit on the name of Prada. I will never wear Prada because I know their history with blackface stuff, right? Not once, but on several occasions. Um, and so it's little things like that. I mean, I don't know to which, how much I want to, you know, wear this, um, this cross type of a thing. So, the Gucci dress, I mean, it looks nice to her, but would I wear it? No, I actually would kind of just be like, bleh, whatever, you know. Um, Who is this? Colin Farrell in Dolce & Gabbana and Henry Farrell. So that's one of his sons. They're both in um, Dolce & Gabbana. I like this look. The look that Colin Farrell has with his son, I love that. I actually like the contrast. Oh my gosh, you guys. I love this outfit. Like the, with the velvet. And the contrast there, I think it's like a little bit of satin with a different color pants. I actually like that. I think for the sun, the pants are a little bit short, but the, the dad, the, the, um, 
The tailoring on that one was good, but for his son, it could have been just a little bit longer. I think they made it a little too short. He's probably going through a little bit of a growth spurt. So from the time that they sized him um, and he got into it, it it's he's he's growing. So um, there's Colin Farrell. Let's see who else. Absolutely hate this dress by Jesse Buckley with Jesse. I hate it. I hate it. Um, here's the thing. So the K. Hugh Kwan and Armani Prive, um, Fred Layton and David Yerman jewelry. I don't like this outfit. I oh, his um his tuxedo. I like the one that Colin is wearing better. This one is it's. I'm not. Mm -mm. Ooh, now this is nice. Emily Blunt and Valentino. I love Valentino stuff and Chopar jewelry. Yes, 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 and yes. Going down, going down. Listen, at this point, I don't think I'm going to have any more special, like, divine commentary or thoughts. If you want to hear my thought process until the time runs out, um, you're welcome to go to Vogue.com slideshow and kind of scroll through the pictures so you can kind of see what I'm talking about, too. But um, I'm on picture 18, and I'm just going to go through, and, and since I'm going to look at it anyways, you can hear my thoughts on it. So the one with Molly Sims, I don't like it. I don't. It's too busy. There's that share element again. Um, I don't like the green throw that she has. I do like her the jewelry on her hands, but um, it's 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 too much um noise going on. She has like squares going on, cutouts, share feathers. I don't like it, and I don't think it looks good on her either. Like that color doesn't look good on her. If she was like a redhead, I think it would have looked better on her or something. I don't know. So that was Molly Sims and George, George's Chakra Couture. Jessica Chastain and Gucci, number 19. No, it's horrid. It looks bad. Which coincidentally, she's a redhead, but the silver doesn't look good. And then you do silver and black. Those two colors tend to wash people out. You have to, I think, be delicate with it. So the solid silver... And she has a, like more warm tones, in my opinion. And then black combined with it, too. I don't like it. And then Gucci, I spit in your face for the blackface history that you have. Oh, wait a minute. Is this? Oh, no. Eliz oh, you guys. Elizabeth Olsen from the Olsen twins, right? No. Oh, this is a sister because one is Mary-Kate and one is Ashley. So this is one of the Olsen sisters. I actually like this look on her. In Givenchy, which y'all know I love, I like Givenchy and Giuseppe Zanato shoes. Mm. What is this? Okay. I actually like this look on her. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it with the lip color. The hair color is good. The, um, what do you call it? Earrings. And with the jewelry and the shoes. Yep. I like it. Um, Lenny Crap. Oh my God. Duh. Now, who really should be getting dragged is Lenny Kravitz, number 21 on St. Laurent. Tell me that's on a woman's blouse. So, I don't like it. The top is giving women's blouse. I think if... Oh, no. This is just a horrible fail. And then with the pants, they're so big... I think I understand what he was trying to do, but the um the I think what kills it is the top. The top I'm telling y'all, it's giving women's blouse and then even with the with the cuff, 
around his wrist. Ah, uh, yeah, no bueno. Sorry, um, Lenny, I don't like it. Ooh, really? Oh, look at Halle Berry coming in at twenty-two. She better work. Oh, oh, and I love how she gave life to the dress. Um, in the pose that she's in, she has her hands up like she's an angel, and her dress she has picked it up and let it fall down. I love the color against the, the, the pink against the color of her skin with the color of her hair. So, um, darker eyes, soft lip. I love the um, cut out and the shape of the dress with a side of slit of the leg plus the gold shoes to go with the rose gold petals. I love it. I love it. Now this one, Sandra O oh in Giambattista Valley Hoot Hot. Cote and Briani Raymond jewelry. <sighs> I want to like the dress, but I feel like with the black hair, like if she had lighter hair, something would look better. So I think that that's where it's contrasting because if you look at it from the, the like her lipstick matches her medallion, but then the dress doesn't match her skin tone, in my humble opinion, and with the dark hair. So, but I, I want to like the dress, but, eh. Ooh, oh, snap, y'all. 24, Cara Delevingne and Ellie Sab. I do like Ellie Sab stuff, too. Bulgari Jewelry and Stuart White's. Stuart Weitzman Shoes. I do like Stuart Weitzman Shoes because they have bigger shoes. Um... I freaking love this dress. It is everything from the makeup to like the jewelry, her earrings, her necklace, the bracelet. Oh, this was very well styled with the cutout on the leg. I love it. I can. OK, so here I can see where the um, content creator was like, oh, Oscar's supposed to be classy and they're in ball gowns. And she wore that. So eh, I can see where uh, there's a little bit of pushback there. This one, the Melissa McCarthy, sorry, babe, but I don't like it. I feel like this is um, what happens when you try to cover up yourself. Like she's a little bit on the plus size and she's trying to cover like her arms and, you know, have a full gown type of thing. But. Maybe if she had a belt to cinch it in a little bit and or was willing to show a little bit more cleavage. I know, here's me, but I, listen, I like to see her dress, so you telling her to wear a little bit more cleavage or something. It's like she's so covered up. I feel like sometimes when you have, when you're a little bit on the bigger side or like even like me, you kind of have to balance and show a little bit more skin to kind of balance out. But if you, I've noticed like, Especially for my insecure days, like when I try to cover up more because I am, you know, Amazonian, it comes across as like even bigger, like it brings more attention to you or, or not in a good way. So you can, I think that she either would have had to do some sleeves, cinch in the belt, belt to bring in a waistline a little bit. Um, but I feel like she's hiding in the dress and then it's all one solid color. And I think she might be on the shorter side, too. So it just, I'm sorry, Melissa. Um, let's see here. Seth Rogen and Lauren Miller. 
Ooh, now the dress on Lauren Miller, I actually like it. It's pretty, it's simple. I like that. His outfit, I mean, it's okay. The gray and the white, that's unique type of a thing. Two different white colors, kind of like a cream vanilla. I like it. I think what I'm having trouble with his outfit is the, um, I actually like the shape of the shoes. I think the sh shoes are sharp, but it's kind of like when women wear a dress, like, for example, like Lauren Miller, like they'll wear the green dress with black shoes and you have to wear it like with white shoes or like a a nude shoe. And I think that with him, he would have it would have been better if it was like a like white shoes or, you know, but I think that's what kind of threw off his outfit because I, I want to like it. But mm. oh, shit, y'all, Andrew Garfield and Fendi and um, David Yerman jewelry number 27 looking good looking really good a little bit of jewelry on his finger there too i'm loving his hair loving the bow tie loving the shape there's a little like the you know coming in for the waist a little bit with the nice rolex and there's that same shoe with the pointed kind of like angular yes yes and yes yes sir very nice haircut to match his face this is the kind of face i like i like a um I like a square face um, with the, with a square like jawline type of a thing. Like, yeah, which you can tell is kind of different than the, um, what's his name? Michael B. Jordan. But this on, you know, the guys I dated were black, but they had more of like the square jawline face. Like, um, just real quick. So Shoren, Shore, Shore. Agadashula, I don't like it. But there's something going on here. She has like some names on there. Yeah, so this is more of like a. I don't. I don't like it. Florence Pugh and Valentino. I don't like it. Sorry. Oh, this one's kind of cute. Michelle Williams and Chanel. This is nice. There's that sheer element again. This is really nice. I could see somebody wearing this for a wedding dress. And I love like how, you know, white and silver can kind of wash you out. But because she has like light hair and the, the perfect red color lip on her, that's a good color on her. This looks really good with a simple ring. Very nice. Very nicely done. Oh, Elizabeth Banks. It's a no. It's a no for me, doll. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh, I love Mindy Kaling. Now, here's the thing. I don't like it. And I don't, uh, so I have six more minutes. Um, I think she's pretty, as always. I love her, like, skin tone and everything. I tend to, like, streamline dresses, but I don't know what it is that I don't. There's just... I don't know if maybe she took away the sleeves if I would like it. Maybe that's what it is. I think that that, that could be it. I think it might be just a little too busy. Ugh. Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Dolce & Gabbana. Dolce & Gabbana, I think they have a, a racist history too. So, with that being said, I actually feel like they try to color match the color of his face but it actually kind of 
works backwards, especially with the black bow tie. I don't like it. And I don't like his shoes either. Oh, oh, Haley Bailey and Dolce Gabbana. I'll say this hits a little bit closer to home than I, I share with you guys. But um, it's funny what I don't share. But um, yeah, these that's a little bit closer to me than uh, I, I might let on. But it says Haley Bailey and Dolce Gabbana, 34. I love the color on her. I love her here with the lip color and the little like necklace and everything. With the nice smooth skin, like clean makeup, not not too heavy contouring. Oh, and it looks like it has that sheer element. It looks like she might have a little bit of a body dress under under not a, uh, like a bodysuit bottom. But sheer, oh, that is so pretty. I would put my niece in something like that. I love that. Um, let's see, four more minutes. So Jane Slade and Thom Brown and Ben Shutuk. I don't, I want to like his tuxedo. The thing is, I don't like the high water. I hate his shoes and his bow tie is off. Her dress, it's, it's a basic dress. I like her dress. It's very simple. I actually don't think the necklace matches it. Yeah, the necklace doesn't match. Um, Samuel L. Jackson and Armavi, Armani Pride. Y'all, this is where fashion, just because you're wearing designer, does not mean it's going to look good. I'm sorry. I don't like the, the way the legs look at the bottom. And, um, if you were to just take a picture from him waist up, it would look good. But the, I don't know, I, I don't like the bottom part. Mm-mm. Oh, this is okay. So this is Miles Teller and Kelly Sperry, number 37. I like her dress. You know, it's it's basic. His tuxedo, you know, the length of the pants are good. The shoes are okay. Mm. Moving on, Rooney Mara. I don't like it. I tend to like Alexander McQueen, but yeah, no, I don't like that one. Oh, here's my girl, y'all, Winnie Harlow. I have to do a podcast on her stuff. I want to try. She has like a some skincare stuff she just came out with. So I need to order it and I'll let you guys know. I love this color on her. I think she's so pretty. I love the, the shape and everything and and the the flow of it and the color um, against her skin too. Very simple, very elegant. I love it. Uh, Steven Spielberg and Gucci, blech, looks terrible anyways. Oh, this dress, Deep Topeka Paducone, I like the dress. I mean, it's, it's elegant, but it's nothing special, if that makes sense. Now, this one, J. Ellis and Fendi and, and Louis Vuitton shoes, this one is nice. He has a nice frame. I'm not saying he's physically attractive, but like, again... Oh, um, the, the way that the suit fits on him is really nice. Brings in the waist. Love the balance of the tie. Love the jacket. Love the, the pants. Very well tailored. Love the shoes. Very well done. Um, Alton Mason and Tom Ford and Christian Louis Vuitton. Ah, I'll give him a pass. I like it for him. I don't think he's attracted. I don't think he's at all. Let me go to the next one. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis, y'all. In Dolce & Gabbana and Christopher Guest. Listen, I saw a picture of her son or daughter. I'm not sure. I'm not trying to be rude. I don't know what in the hell happened. But I think Jamie Lee Curtis has a very good stylist. Um, 
A no on number 45. A no on both of the outfits for Allison Sandro and Barry Kogan. Both of them look terrible. Um, oh, Angela Bassett in Machino and Bovari jewelry. Very nicely done. Very nicely complimentary colory. Oh, outfit on Paul Mescal and Gucci. Terrible. Terrible. Wow. Five more seconds. All right, y'all. Bye. Until the next one.